following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. It is the Packer fan post-apocalyptic episode of the Intentional Foul. Championship Sunday is in the books, and so is the season. For the Green Bay Packers, it's Josh, it's Dan. Thank you for listening, downloading. Please subscribe, and as always, please tell your friends. We have a lot to get to. We'll uh, wrap up the uh, Championship Sunday games and uh, talk a little NBA, some college hoops as usual, and Major League Baseball, kind of a lot happening there with the season just on the horizon, and then Dan will um, tell you what's going on with the Janesville Craig Hoops Classics uh, YouTube channel, which you just got a text message the other day, somebody was about to take in a game or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, that is uh, That is ongoing. I don't... I've kind of avoided everything today. Like, I would have listened to a show if I could have, if it would have been a similar style to a Bears Monday on the score where people just call in and just lose their minds. I would have found that entertaining. But I just stayed away from all the news today. Like, I saw Kornheiser and Wilbon tear into Lafleur a little bit. Um, everybody has had their two cents, and nobody's... Nobody's really on the same page. There's a lot of people coming at it from a lot of different ways. A lot of, lot of finger pointing, though. Oh, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's what happens when you lose these games. Yes. As the number one seed yep. to the five? Yep. Rightly so. I mean, people have got to be blamed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, largely my opinion is falls a lot of the players. Got to do something. Coach has got to put you in a position to succeed, but once you're out there, you got to deliver. A lot of them didn't. A lot of them did not deliver. A lot of them went the opposite way. Yeah. So, it is what it is, and some of those guys we'll see next year. Some of them, I hope we won't. And it starts right at the top with Kevin King, to me, who I've just every, been. Every Packer fan's nightmare is Kevin He's been King. my nightmare all season. I mean, he's flashed several times, coming up, making some tackles, and, and breaking up passes. But And who know, was it, TJ Watt, that you could have had? Yes. Said? Yeah. yeah. He's the main one. That that will that pick will definitely live in infamy. I mean, I think that Kevin King and TJ Watt are going to be married in the sense that the Packers blew that pick. Yeah. And now at the end of his rookie deal, he ain't getting an extension. There's no there's no way. I Meanwhile, mean, Watt's a pro bowler already. I felt a little a little bit bad for him yesterday because he wasn't even supposed to play. He was hurt. King? Yeah. What, what he's al- well, he's always hurt. Well. But, I mean, he was injured some to some degree. Because there was question whether or not he was going to play. And, I mean, smartly, Brady targeted him. And we well, went right after Chandon Sullivan and right out of the And he targeted him, too, because he knew he was the weakest link. Yes. So. My question for a lot of these people who know a lot more X's and O's does going with, out of your base package 3-4, which they don't run a lot at all. They normally do their you know nickel-dime defense with their extra safety as a hybrid linebacker. 
When you have more defensive backs on the field and maybe even drop a linebacker into coverage, or even not, you have two down linemen and, and two end guys, two edge rushers. I mean, if you don't blitz, how does that affect your pass rush? I mean, they're not getting home very often with that. No. So, I, so I'm just, I guess I'm wondering for a guy that picked him apart last time, why there was not more of an effort to be made to put pressure on Tom Brady. It just seemed like the defensive backs is always the go-to. We need one more or two more of those guys. And it just doesn't end up working most of the time. Well, I, I agree with your assessment that at the end of the day, it falls on the players because they play the game. Yeah, A coach has never got a first down. A coach has never scored a touchdown. But um, this coaching staff, really, LaFleur and Patton, it's it's a weird one because they're 26-6. and six in the regular season the last two years together. Mm-hmm. Their defense has been not great, but not awful. But as the year has gone on, their defense has got better both years. Yep. So there has been improvement. But when they've got into the championship game these last two years, in the first half, they've been outscored 48-10. to 10. Now, there's been a little bit of weirdness and randomness to that. But at the end of the day, that you're getting outcoached. Right. If you're getting behind, if you're down forty-eight to ten, you're you're out coached. The well, second half, things happen. You know, Tampa Bay had a couple of weird things happen, a couple of tip balls, and and they got some turnovers and some drops and and things of that nature. And that happens in a game, and the Packers were able to close the gap. But you know, that's ugly for those those two guys for sure. Because you each time that you're in, in the games that you're talking about. They've played a team that have already, they've already been massacred by in the regular season. Yep. And all we kept kept hearing in both of those games leading up to the NFC title games this year and last year was that early season matchup, that, that really doesn't mean anything. Well, to me, that means we've looked at the tape, we've saw what's wrong, we're going to correct what's wrong so that this doesn't happen again. But each time, it, it has happened again. So what, why, why doesn't it mean anything again? Because clearly you didn't learn from your mistakes. You did the same things. You allowed the same things to happen to you. So maybe you need to take a closer look at at how you're playing opponents the second time and you just don't think that the same result's going to happen because it has. Well, and, and this is the point in the season where coaching does matter. And right. these, these decisions that are made, including the fourth and goal at the end of the game to kick the field goal, where either way you still needed a touchdown. Right. And then if you even dial it further back, when they went for two, instead of just kicking the extra point, you know, I mean, you're you're relying on some statistic instead of looking across the field and knowing who you're playing against and looking at time and score and how the game's going. And you make those decisions, and they're the wrong ones. They're the wrong decisions. And now, you know, you're getting questioned. And you, I mean, Rodgers... In, in all of his passive aggressiveness last night, did a wonderful job of, of throwing his coach under the bus by saying did. it wasn't his my, decision. It wasn't my decision, and if I would have known that would have happened, I would have done something different on right. the previous play. When he should have ran it in the end zone or tried to run it in the end zone and got down to the two. Right, and made it a little bit. Made it a, t- a decision where you pretty much have to go for it. Right. But e- like even if you... Even at the nine, even if you go for it and don't get it, they got it at the nine. Right. You still got the two-minute warning and three timeouts. Correct. Like, it's better than anything else because, what, they ran it back to the 
22 or something. Yeah. So you're talking about a 14-yard difference. Who cares? I mean, I guess when you look at those decisions and they are the wrong ones, I still don't think it should have gotten to that point. It did, and then well, the, yeah, wrong, they the had wrong decisions their, they, were made. They had their chances. I said this last night, um, well, or yesterday afternoon while, while I was watching the game. The The correct formula would have been when the Packers got it back, you know, and I were texting during that drive about not scoring too early. And to me, it's like since points aren't guaranteed, you just you just take right. the points when you can get them. Yeah. Score there, hold the Buccaneers, get the ball in the start of the uh, third quarter, Score again. You got yourself a ball game. The complete opposite happened of every one of those things. Yeah. They didn't score. They let Scotty Miller, I think his name is, mm-hmm. beat Kevin King deep for a touchdown with one second to go. And then they got the ball at the third quarter and they went three and out. Literally the opposite of everything that needed to happen happened. And to me, that's where the ball game was lost. I mean, you, you played from behind, and that's great. You got Brady to throw three picks on three straight possessions for the second time in his career or something like that. But it's like you can't you can't count on that shit happening on the last on, on, on the last possession when they need to run the clock out. Dude's too smart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like the old Dan Marino fake at the goal line, spike the ball against the Jets on Monday night where he scored the touchdown. It's like you can't fall asleep against these no. guys. And you see it with Rodgers, too, with all the shit that he pulls of, you know, getting those free plays and, and all that. Like, these guys are tricky, man. Yes. And as far as the penalty that I, I saw people were just, just roasting King for, I, I mean, I think both things can be true. I think Aikman had a, had a fair point in saying, you've let these guys play all game, now you're going to call that shit? When you look at it close, was it a penalty? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but but both of those things can be true. Yes, yes. So I, I it's it's hard for me to get really riled up about that. Well, and and uh, it was funny because at halftime, Tony Gonzalez said that Lazard was held on the interception, yes. and Howie Long's response was. Yeah, but two plays before that, they were offside. So what difference is it? You know, like you can do that all day Correct. long. I mean, I'm I'm with you. If if you're if you're gonna let stuff go the whole game, you can't change your ways in the last two minutes, and and that goes for well, we've basketball, seen football, many, whatever. Yes. That's just you know it's that's just inconsistency, the worst. right? But at the end of the day, clear as day, he has jersey. Oh, for it's sure, in, it's inarguable. Absolutely. So yes, that so, that certainly did not lose the game for Green no. Bay. I mean, you you know, you get three turnovers and you come up with six points. Correct. You, That's you, not good you enough. Can't do that. You You're can't, not beating Tom Brady in a championship game doing that. You can't have first and goal in two different times that you have that scenario settle for field goals. He was two for nine in the red zone yesterday, Rogers. For was. one of the best offenses, the best red zone offense in the league. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you can't do anything. I mean, I, I don't. And I guess I just don't understand. I mean, do certain teams just, are they the kryptonite? Because you handled a Rams front seven that was supposedly the best in the league, and now you're thinking, okay, you get another crack at the Buccaneers. They messed with you in week six, but you just, the offensive line has been great the last half of the season and and in the postseason. So stands to reason they should be able to handle these guys again, and for some reason it doesn't happen, and they sack Rodgers five times. And through all that, he throws three touchdowns in one pick. I mean, I think he played bad, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know, man. Well, I mean, I think I texted you today. I, you know, 
being a non-Packer fan living in Packer world here, mm-hmm. everything I say that is negative towards the Packers, I am just deemed a hater. But I've said this most of this year, and, and I did pick them to win this week. I thought just I just thought they would. They're at home. It's Rodgers. I, I thought they'd win. Um, I never really thought this team was very good. I didn't think they were very good last year. I think that if you look at their schedule this year, they had one good win all year. It was in week three against the Saints team without Michael Thomas, which at the time mattered. It turned out that he was hurt the whole year, but at the time it mattered. Mm-hmm. I mean, they beat Tennessee late in the year, but I think Tennessee proved they weren't really that good. Um, you know, that Ram team, I mean, their quarterback had a broken thumb. Right. I mean, their best player on defense was at 75%. I mean, okay, great. But, yeah, you played Tampa twice, they kicked your ass twice. I mean, that was a one-possession game yesterday, but, I mean, it shouldn't, it have, shouldn't been. have been. It no. wasn't really that close. I mean, it was 28-10. to 10. They are getting their ass kicked. For sure. You know, no and then question. a couple of fluky, you know, Mike Evans drops a pass, and then all of a sudden it's a pick, and then he throws another pick, and you're like, what the fuck? And, you know, and all of a sudden you're kind of hanging around. But, yeah. It, well, Jones put the ball on the deck yep. twice. You know, lost one of them, led right to a touchdown. You know, Rodgers had a turnover. So, I mean, it's – yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I mean, I, it's been funny, though, because... It's still fresh for me, honestly. Well, Packer fans have kind of enjoyed down the stretch here kind of giving the finger to everybody else who has criticized them about the draft this mm-hmm. year for taking Jordan Love. So, I mean, you know, I wonder if some of Rodgers' comments yesterday, you know, about him not under not knowing what his future is, even though I don't think he's going anywhere. That's funny because both Kornheiser and Wilbon said he has played his last snap for the Packers. I, I don't think that, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't either. think so for a minute. I don't think that Jordan Love is – I think he's not even anywhere near right. ready. You're going to throw him in. He was not even active for no. the entire season, and all of a sudden next year he's your starter? Yeah, that's not going to happen. No. So, but I think that – I I think that was a, a a mistake that really showed up later in the year when you started losing some guys and getting banged up. You just you, there was there was depth somewhere. Like it would have been nice to have another corner yesterday, or another linebacker, or another offensive lineman. Um, you didn't do that. You went and got a quarterback that didn't play a snap for you all year. I mean, you've been at the, well, this is your fourth conference championship game in seven years. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you waiting for? You know, you ought to be accumulating as much talent that can play right now as you possibly can. Right. I mean, but, in, but instead, and, and again, we've we've gone around the moon on this. I appreciate planning for the future, but there are some times when you need to just kick it in and pony up for a guy that can help you right now. I mean, the offensive line, yeah, would you like to add to another guy? They already played a at least one, maybe two rookies this year because you lost two starters. Nobody plans to lose two starters for for the year due to injury, but then when you look at all the shifting around that they had to do, that was probably their their biggest strength of the team outside of the quarterback position. But like you, like Brandon Ayuk, wouldn't look good. Oh, I'm not on, saying on that. that team or or you know another weapon for sure. You know, I. But that's just I don't know, man. It's inexplicable. I mean, rookie wide receivers generally. Don't add much from the first round. You've got a couple this year that did. I would have really loved to have Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but all those rookies have not played with Aaron Rodgers. I know. You know? I know. But then they they drafted three 
three wide receivers and they tried to get them on the team when it was Jordan Eden, Nelson, Devontae Adams, and a bag of bums, and two of them weren't good enough to make the team, which I don't know how that's possible. Maybe it's just the wrong guys. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, that's that's besides the point. Um, Where was, I, know, I totally agree with you. I, I don't. I mean, you look at it across the board and you examine each win and who was missing from and, and the opponents and look at the scenarios when in which they played them. I, I mean, I, I think you're right. You know, they said it last year that we were the best 13 win team that anybody's ever seen, or, or I should say, the worst 13 win team. Now, does this team have competition for last year's as, with that label? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just you beat up on a pretty shitty. NFC North. Yeah. A pretty historically weak NFC. I mean, look, three of the four best quarterbacks in the NFC are in their 40s. I mean, that tells you pretty much everything you need to know about that conference. I I just I think that's a little bit of an indictment on the league. But if you can still you know, play at a high level, I, I then get what's it, but, the difference? But nobody's been able to come and, and like join that group. Where, where are the young guys in the NFC that are... That are like knocking on the door there. Right. I mean, no, it's just no, Russell Wilson. That's there's, it. There's really nobody. There's there. nobody. Everybody else is in. They're is all in, in the is, AFC. Is, is in the other conference. So I, I mean, look, you you win who you play. I've said that all year long. I can criticize your schedule and who have you beat, but you can't control that. No. You just play who you play. Got to win games. But when you've played the good teams the last two years, they beat your ass. That's pretty much no, it. No, I'm. I'm you know, I'm. A, you know, and it's funny because we're in that same climate now that nobody wants to hear that. What's well, like last year? That's yeah, the you reality. Beat, yeah, you beat the Chiefs last year. Mahomes didn't oh, play. He didn't play. You know, so like, did you beat the Chiefs or did you beat some team that didn't have their best player? You know, I don't know. At the most important position, exactly. Right. Um. So no, I don't. I, I don't know. So is if if you're the best receiver in the world, is is nine catches for sixty seven yards in a title game? Is that is that best receiver in the world production? Probably not. I mean, that's... Because he was pretty quiet yesterday, Devontae well, Adams. No, there, there was no big playability, but they relied on other guys to do that, and I think that's that's one of the strengths is that they... It's funny, everybody criticizes the wide receiver group, but when he was gone for a couple of games, they did just fine. Rodgers said no problem spreading the ball around. Nobody had the drops. I think Lazard is a is an underrated player. But then again, you get in now to the scenario where how good are these guys if they don't play with Rodgers? You don't know, except when they leave and they try to go somewhere else, and generally they're just past their prime, and they don't latch on anywhere, and they kind of fizzle out. Yeah. So maybe they're better because of the quarterback. I don't know, but you're right. Adams, as an elite guy, should have put up a little bit better stat line than that. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, that's I like that's like a hundred ten and a touchdown and an eleven catch kind of performance I was thinking that he would have. Right. No, I didn't see, I mean, I didn't pay attention. I didn't listen to, like, exactly what type of zone, whether they were on, you know, press man or Well, he had 15 targets. Safety over the top, well. So they went to him. Yep. But they didn't get a lot out of that. He did score that touchdown, but, yeah. you know, it wasn't anything dominant by any stretch of the imagination. Nothing spectacular really stood out yesterday no. in, in any phase, honestly. So... You said before we even hopped on here uh, something about Corey Lindsley and his contract yep, coming up. I just Aaron saw that. Jones, they got to make a decision on his future. I mean, where do you see these well, guys going? They offered Jones top five running back money earlier in the season or before the season. His agency turned it down, and then Jones fired his agent and hired Drew Rosenhaus. Mm. 
You think Drew Rosenhaus is going to settle for less than top five running back money? No. For Aaron Jones? No. You think the Packers are going to pony up and try and pay that again right now? No, that's I want to be the highest paid running back in football move. Right. Yeah. So, to me, the writing is on the wall there as much as he added to your offense. Salary cap's going down next year. You got tough decisions to make. You drafted A.J. Dillon. You could probably get Jamal Williams on a bargain coming back because after Dillon, I don't know who there is. Maybe you could pick somebody up. Maybe they're both gone. Maybe you draft another guy in the fourth round. You're right, you and, then, and then you and then you play him. And he's to, your third guy to spell Dylan. Yeah. I, I, who knows? Um, but no, I think Jones is done. Lindsley's done. They drafted a center this year. They 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 really like. Um, so I think there's there's your sub in for Lindsley and the way they've shown the offensive line that they can just move around positions. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, I don't know who else is a really a free agent to be. There's there's nobody that's outside of those two guys that would really command big money that they haven't paid yet. Sure. Um, but then again, they might have to go a little bit on the on the penny pinching side to some of these other positions. I don't know, um, but no, I don't think Jones is back. I don't think Lindsley's back. I think they made their decision with Bakhtiari. Yeah, when they threw him a boatload of money, didn't they sign somebody else long term? To my knowledge, or my even somebody. Yeah, I mean, you got to finger one of the Smiths is gone. My money would be on Preston. Yeah, they, they really like what what Rashawn Gary gave them. Oh, they signed Kenny Clark. That's right. Um, you know, they really like what Rashawn Gary did this year. Is what I'm reading. Kevin King's not going to be resigned. I hope to God <laughs> not. But I mean, that's that's probably the, the 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 minuses on the roster that you're looking at. Save for a couple of veteran guys that you know didn't really factor in or be an integral part of the offense or defense. Um, so yeah. That's kind of where I'm looking. What do you think of so Rodgers, mm-hmm. of course, is the you know, the main topic that comes up when you lose these games. And it's funny, if you listen to or you read the stuff that's out there, it's there's like certain guys that are just all about defending Rodgers. And it's everybody else's fault that's associated with the Packers. It's his teammates, it's the coaches, it's the front office. And then you have this other segment that's just it's all on Rodgers. There's not a lot of in the middle. Where, where are you at on this? Like, he's – let me just give you a couple stats. Sure. So, in his last 15 playoff games, he's 7-8. and eight. Okay. That's not good. No. He's 1-4 in conference championship games. That's abysmal. And they've made four in seven years, and they've lost them all. That, to a degree, I think you can put on the fact that they were all on the road, save for one. They should have won the Seattle game. Yeah, oh yeah. They got blown out in Atlanta and San Francisco. And San Francisco. Yes. And now Lambo, you know, you and I have talked about this before, and I think you can take this year out of it, the pandemic. Sure. You know, but but you're but, but you're still way, at home with your own fans and you're slept in your a, own bed yes, and there's a long history on the fact that Lambo might not be as dominant of, of a home playoff venue as people hope it to be because it's, I mean, look at their record in the playoffs in, in games. It's not great since the Michael Vick playoff game when yeah. he ran circles around them in the snow. So I looked this up today. I went on pro football reference and I looked this up. Lambo opened in 1957. Okay. There really were a lot less games, home games back in that era than I thought there would be. But okay. from 1957 to, through 2001, they were eleven and zero at home in the postseason. In the postseason, 
That was including conference championship games and all that. You heard it in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to come to Lambeau in the playoffs. Nope, you're going to lose. Nobody. You're going to lose. Then Michael Vick beat him in 02. Yep. And since then, they're 7 and 6. The wheels kind of have come off. So I don't. But so what is it? Well, that's what I was thinking today. I'm like, well, what is why? Why did that happen? Well, is it like the era that of these of these guys that play now, where it's almost been talked to death, and they're just it just kind of becomes another stadium. Was there? Is it because of the renovations that have been done that it's less of a home field advantage than it maybe was fifty years? I don't know. I don't know enough about the stadium. I I don't know what it is. Because it's not like the Packers have gotten worse, right? No, if you if you get to the playoffs and you have a high seed, you're generally thought yeah, of there, as being there, good. There's, there's like one year where they made it where they were like eight, seven, and one. Generally, they're like a 10, 11, 12 win team when right. they're getting in the playoffs. They're not bad. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know. I I mean, is the weather not as bad as it used to be? I don't know. You don't you don't see a lot of those games to me like you did against Tennessee. And I felt like when we seems were, like now they're just fucking cold, right. like Whereas like in when, 07 when yes. Goffman's face froze off. Oh God, that was so great. <laughs> but no, you're right. I think there's there are fewer games. Like when we were growing up, you turn it on. There's Lambo and guys running around in the snow. You just don't see that anymore. And it's not like that's something you can order up or predict for a playoff game. But but you're right. It's it just seems like, and that's something I doubt Pro Football Reference would have. What is the game conditions for playoff games? Right, right. You know, I don't, I, I don't think there's. And I'm not researching. No, it. No, <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't expect so. But I think going back to your Rogers thing, I just, I don't know, man. I think he's just played bad, and that sucks to say. But I mean, the record kind of is pretty indicative of that. I mean, you that. take out that run in 2010, it's not been a good it's not been good for him in the playoffs. No, it's bad. So, I'm 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 totally not disagreeing with you. I don't um, and I don't know why. Because it know. doesn't seem like the pre- it, you know, and I know you can't stand him, but Cowherd was making a good point today about the Packers and Rodgers. Is that what like, you is that what you sent me? I think so. Yeah, I didn't I bother to watch it. Um, it was just like, you know, when the Packers are winning, like when they're beating up on the Lions and they're kicking the shit out of the Bears, like it's all fun and games and Aaron's all smiling and he's hugging his coaches and he's putting on the belt and he's doing this and that. And then when things don't start to go good, it's the eye rolls, it's the glares, it's the bad body language with him. Like he's so obvious with it. I don't know if that affects the guys around him or if they get used to it after a while, but I don't know, man. Like these games, you get in these high pressure situations. They're not cakewalks. Like you're gonna, it's a roller coaster. Like you got to deal with these up and downs in these games. And sometimes he shows his emotion on his sleeve. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but I also feel like he's unfairly targeted for some of that yeah, stuff. I think that's fair. Be- I think that's fair. I think you look at a lot of the other good future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You can see the same stuff exhibited from those guys yelling at teammates, telling them they did something wrong or ran the wrong route or missed a block or whatever. So, I mean, you know. And- yeah, and I don't know why it's different for Rodgers. I, I think, I don't know, Rodgers has just got this, like, he's got this smugness to him. Totally does. That I think just Probably. pisses people off. And it it, it, it invites it's like that. An, yes. There's a smugness, this arrogance aura right. to him. Where it, once you get in that situation, like you don't get that from Brady necessarily. No, no, no. So like, why can't when the chips get down, why can't you show that calm, cool, collective, 
Yeah. Rather than blowing up on something or having a really bad nonverbal, you know, if you're, if you're that cool a customer, I want, I, I want to see you in the trenches that cool. You know what I mean? Sure. But, but that's not the way it works with him. And I, I, I don't know, man. Well, at the end of the day, and I texted you this yesterday and you had to begrudgingly agree with me. I've denied it for a long time. I fought it because I never liked him because I especially hated the Patriots. <laughs> but Tom Brady's the GOAT. Yeah. It's kind of undisputed anymore. See, I mean, I, I mean, if that was the cap for some people like you, fine. I thought that a couple of seasons ago. I mean, I, I just don't think you can argue with his track record. And I was talking to my wife about this. Why do they call him? The goat and the greatest. I saw because he basically almost has a ring for every finger on his hands, almost. But I mean, that's you know track record. I mean, and like you pointed out, you just switch You just switch conferences after never having been a wild card team in his yep. career. Yeah. Always a division winner and getting a bye. Now he's the five seed, and he just comes in and lays waste to the rest of the conference and goes to the Super Bowl at age forty three. Right. Yeah. So you can say to me all you want, like, well, these guys are north of 40. If the dude's still doing that and kicking ass, who am I going to tell him to hang it up? And he's not the best player I've ever seen. Like, you look at guys like Rodgers. Like, Rodgers throws a way better ball. He just looks better when he plays quarterback. He can do everything. Brady can't move, you know, whatever. The dude just wins these games. He dropped some dimes yesterday. He did. That one at the end of the half was a freaking Yes. That was beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. 14th conference championship game yesterday that he was in. 10, he's, this is his 10th Super Bowl. Second place is Elway with five. He's doubled him up. <laughs> yeah. Brady's career playoff record is 33-11. Second place with 16 is Montana. So he's doubled him less up. Less than half, yeah. Like, we will never see anything like this No, again. absolutely not. This is... One, because I, d- I just don't think there's going to be the longevity right. like he has. Right. And even if there is, the same team is not going to stick with that guy. It's what's going to happen to LeBron in the NBA. It's the same thing. Like, LeBron is going to play till he's, like, 42, and he's going to win, like, nine titles. With how many different teams? Exactly. And he's just going to keep getting all these stars. Well, he's going to stay with the Lakers now because he can get stars there. It's L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, every couple of years you ship. Somebody out, you bring in a new star to play with the old man. Freshen up. And he's going to still be good like Brady's still good. He's not the best. But if you spend that much money taking care of your body. But it's like, do you, it's, you know, in a two-point game in the fourth quarter, do you, are you going to give the ball to 40-year-old LeBron? Yeah. Because he knows what to do. And he's been there. You yep. know? That's that's why, like, like when me and Beggs talked about it, he said the same thing. And, and, and I... I wanted this game, too. It's like I would have liked another crack at these guys. And I said, be it on my head, because I was afraid that what happened in week six was going to happen again, and it did. But you know what? That's kind of what I wanted. If you want to if you want to take over that throne or have a chance to. Hey, what does he always say? You got it. If you're going to be the man, you got to beat the man. And you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. So Brady's the man. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I don't. I don't dislike the Patriots. I got tired of watching them in the postseason, and and yeah, and, and that's and, really, really, truly and, what and, it and, was. And I just Super got Bowls. tired of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just, I was just kind of done with it. Fine, and I never wanted him to get uh, more than four titles because I was a Montana guy. But like, even like after the game yesterday, like he, they showed that he runs over to the 
uh, stands the stands and, and asks if he son. can see his son yeah. and like the lady lets him down. It's like, how do you get pissed off at a guy that does stuff like that? Maybe, maybe that's extremely calculated. I don't know, but I think it's like, the moment it's like it's hard him to out. Think like, what would draw me the most praise? Well, it's like last have... week him out playing catch with Breeze's kids after the game. It's like who does that? Guy you who's know? probably played his last NFL snap and. You know, I part, part of that elite quarterback club. It is a, it is like, a small room, man. We'll I mean, get yeah. to that with Mahomes. Okay, there's some pretty interesting stuff. I watched a couple of minutes. Obviously, I think like probably like most Packer fans. After that, we didn't really give a shit what happened in the AFC game. I I wound up doing other stuff, but I saw a couple of plays from Kelsey and Hill where I was like, mm. "Whoa, mm-hmm. okay then." I was pretty excited. It was nine nothing Buffalo. I thought, "Here we go, your Bills. Here we go." Yep. And then after that, they just got shellacked. I mean. Total mismatch. Yeah. I mean, Kansas City, you could tell that they just, like, you know, you see it sometimes with these basketball teams. I remember the Shaq Kobe Lakers. They're just, they're so good. It's like, we don't really care <laughs> about all this ancillary shit. Just get us to the conference title game and to the Super Bowl and we'll, we'll be good to go. Yep. That's the Chiefs. You know, I mean, they're the Golden State Warriors of football. Which they're is, so explosive. Which is so funny to me when the AFC, it like, I just wonder what they would do if they were in the NFC. Ugh. Well, they were fifty. What I hear today, they've won twenty five of their last twenty six games, going really? back to last year. I mean, and they're. Just, I think the last game they might have lost was that Packer game. They're just like sleepwalking through the competition. I mean, really. Well, I mean, last week if Mahomes doesn't get hurt, I think they stopped Cleveland. Probably yes. You know, but no, I'm. I, I was kind of disappointed for the Bills because. You know, it's again getting to the getting to the Super Bowl, getting to the championship game. It it now just adds to the Buffalo lore. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I don't think you've probably seen the last of them. I mean, that division is probably theirs now. I think for the foreseeable yeah, future, I think so. Unless Miami does something drastic. Yeah, if Tua I, gets a lot better, right? If they're yeah. the, if they're the or only they competition, make a deal. right? But I mean, the Patriots, unless they have somehow saddle up somebody. I mean, the Jets are going to be no good. So I think that, I mean, that's Buffalo's division. You're going to be seeing them in the playoffs for a while now. I agree. And Josh Allen didn't play very well yesterday, but. Throws the ball hard. He's got a cannon. (laughs) And I think, and I mean, he's done nothing these first three years but get better and better and better. So, yeah, I think the Bills are going to be around. I think it's going to be a good experience. I heard, you know, they had a little bit of happy-to-be-there-itis yesterday. You know, they were doing all the Probably interviews true, during the yeah. week, and the Chiefs are just chilling. Right. Like, so, whatever. This is our third in a oh. row. There's our third time in a row we're hosting. Right. It's only happened, like, four other times. Oh, the Bills. You guys are so cute. Yeah. We'll be over here. Exactly. That's yeah. kind of what it was. Yeah. So, that's all right. I mean, dude, the AFC, the young quarterbacks over there right now, you got Mahomes, you got Allen, you got Tua, you got Lamar, you got Baker, Burrow, Watson, Herbert, I mean, you may have you're going to have Trevor Lawrence. You're probably yep. going to have Justin Fields. Yep. I mean, it's just loaded over there. It's going to be you know if everybody stays where they're at, you know, the next several years are going to be really interesting. And I mean, you know, you look at a team that's not on there like the Steelers or or the Patriots. I mean, they've dominated that conference for the last basically twenty years. The two of them, and they're going to need two guys. They're going to need two guys, and they're going to be start, starting behind all, all those. these teams yep, for sure. You know, you may see one of those teams go out and. You know, depending on what happens with Roethlisberger. Right. But, you know, maybe the Patriots go out and try to grab a Stafford who now is on the block or, you know, give up three drafts for yeah, Watson or I whatever. Mean, I mean, I know you don't have this in the notes, but, like, I, I'm, I'm friends with a fairly big Lions fan. I played softball with him for more than a decade. 
and he was kind of beside himself when that whole Stafford thing came out. I mean, and I, I kind of told him, I, I don't care either way. It doesn't matter whether what they want to do, how they want to rebuild, whether they're going to keep the guy or not. But, I mean, you look at it, yeah, he's got a lot of stats, and yeah, he's won him some games. But, I mean, where have they gone with him? Not really anywhere. So, I mean, if you're going to come in and save some money and get a chance to improve in some other areas, I, I mean, I guess I don't really see what the harm is. You know what I mean? I think it's the right move. I think right? it's the right move for both. Let Stafford move on and try to win somewhere and let the Lions rebuild. Yeah. I think it's a win-win. You know, you got a new coach in there. I think they got a new GM this year. You know, you've got Chris Spielman now is, is up in the football office. you got Barry Sanders included in the coach hiring process. They seem to kind of be trying to, again, turn over another new leaf and give this one a shot. Um, I think if Stafford went to the right team, I'm not saying he's going to necessarily win a Super Bowl, but I think he could be a very good quarterback on a good team in the right situation. I think everything that we know and about the Lions says that you just can't succeed there under that current regime. I think that's partially why I'm so disappointed in that organization. And again, I don't care because I would like the Packers to win the, the North or the Central, you know, whenever they could. Um, I just would have liked to see some of these really good players on bad teams play for a good team. I would have liked to see what Barry Sanders could do with a good offensive line and a decent quarterback. I would have liked to see what Calvin Johnson could have done with some with, with a decent QB and some receivers or a tight end or, or a good running game to, you know, take the pressure off him. But the organization's so bad we even, you know, we've talked about it multiple times. You forced out your two best players in franchise history and told them to call it quits when they're in their prime. That's embarrassing. Yeah, put put 91-92 Barry Sanders on the Cowboys and Emmett Smith on the Lions. Right. Emmett Smith's not your all-time leading rusher uh-uh. anymore. Barry Sanders puts up stupid numbers Absolutely. On, on that team. Absolutely. Yeah. And people so, say, "Oh no, Emmett's running." No, 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 no. No. You give it, you put him on a f- football field with Aikman, Irvin and behind that and Novacek right. and behind that line, please. He's running for please. probably Probably a deuce every game. Yeah. At least. Yeah. So. It's like I looked the other day when I was just glancing through stats. You know, OJ only made the playoffs one time. That's really sad. All those years on the Bills, they were awful. That's really sad. See, you know, I mean, you can look to a lot of these players that have been really good and have never done anything or gone anywhere with with some of So, like, in that respect. Yeah, I, it's like, what do you want him to do? He's running for 16, 1,800 yards a season. Right. So I'm, I'm at, yeah. In an era where everybody just ran. Like, you're still losing. What the hell? I mean, the Packers don't have the Super Bowl titles to show for it, but I'm glad at least they didn't completely waste Rodgers' career to the point where he struggled to even win games in his own division, let alone win games in the playoffs or even get there. So, you know, at, at, at the end of the whole career, when I look back, would you like some more Super Bowls? Yeah. But you know what? He was damn good, and the team was good in spurts. Could they have helped him more? Sure. But I think you can say that pretty much about every team, even the Patriots. Even some of those position groups they had around Tom Brady. You, nobody knew the names of those no. guys outside of Patriots They fans. had wide receivers playing corner in a Super right. Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can say that. Can you be critical at the same time? Of course. But, uh, you know, at least they've gotten where they've gotten. It, 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 it's hard for me to really complain about that. Well, if if Mahomes wins the title, 
If the Chiefs win, that's back to back. That would be back to back, and he would join a pretty select group of guys that have ever won back to back Super Bowls. You got Bart Starr, Bob Greasy, who's kind of the outlier here, a little bit. Bradshaw did it twice. Montana, Aikman, Elway, and Brady did it twice. That would be a pretty good group. Mm -hmm. He would also join a group with two or more titles, which include Starr, Greasy, Bradshaw, Montana, Aikman, Elway, Brady. Both Eli and Peyton Manning and Big Ben, so pretty. Uh, you you kind of get into a, and th- that's why it, you know I hate to keep going back to the Packers and Rodgers, but yeah. that's why this loss is so devastating for you know if if you care about his quote unquote legacy, you know that second Super Bowl it really puts you in a different class of guys mm-hmm. as the names I just read, you know um, about the only guys on the outside of that room with one or, you know, with less than two that are all-time greats are kind of like, you know, Favre, Breeze, and Marino. Everybody else is kind of in that room with two yep. or more, and Rodgers is now on the outside. Which is funny when, when you look at some of those other guys. I mean, he has more talent. Oh, for sure. Clearly than Eli. Than Terry Bradshaw, right. than Bob Greasy. Greasy. I mean, than Bart Starr. I mean, just because it was a different for game sure. back, back then. For but, sure. But yet you can't get over there. Winning, which... At the end of the day, winning's winning. You yep. know? It, winning's winning. It doesn't matter if you did it in the 60s or if you do it now. They all count the same. So, just kind of interesting. Got anything more on the uh, on the NFL, or can we kind of put that... Uh put that to we rest. Can put it to bed. I think uh, we can talk about the Super Bowl next week even yeah. though I mean, I'll watch. I don't know that the commercials are going to be a lot better this year cuz everybody's cutting back cuz of COVID. I mean, I saw that Budweiser's not putting in their signature ad. They're still going to do like Bud Light and Seltzer, but they're not going to do Budweiser, which Well, and we'll see what's really going on about. too because we got like a four or five game week of calling games again next week, so I'm not even sure we're going to fit one in next week. Yeah, we'll see. And, you know, the Super Bowl, there ain't going to be much to talk about because you can't go, nobody can go to it. Like, right. the team can't even get there to like two days before the game. That's, that's why they, like, they say, oh, they're going to play at the home stadium. Any other year would mean it something. Would mean, this yeah. year, it, it, it doesn't because, I mean, we've kind of figured out during the season that home field doesn't matter much. No. It just doesn't. But it is Florida, so who knows how many people they'll let in there. That they'll probably just, yo, know, mask? Nah, I don't need them. You want to sit right next? Go ahead. That's well, they fine. they have 8,000 8, at Lambeau? That was, I think so. that yeah, was pretty yeah, solid. Yep, just shy of nine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they made some noise, and they had those, those big signs. Yeah, they were whacking them. the bleachers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I get it. Um, but as long as they didn't have those Vuvuzelas from the oh uh, from the World Cup a couple of years ago, that was the worst invention ever. Um what, what do you want to talk about the NBA? I mean, the Bucks played uh, on Sunday against the Hawks, snapped a two-game um, losing streak, and they got Toronto. I, I guess I saw this, but it didn't hit me until I saw what their next game was and who it was against. Raptors are playing at home in Tampa. Yeah. Because they don't want you going across the Canadian border. Yeah, there's something with the Canadian government that they didn't want the, the whole hassle of that, so... Uh, yeah, for the All time right. being, I think they're playing. I think they're playing down at Disney. Oh, really? I think okay, but I could I could be wrong. All there. right, but not there's not not a lot to report out of the NBA. Everything's kind of calmed down after the Harden <laughs> trade. Um, you know, the Bucks are sitting at ten and six. They're second in the East. They're like a game and a half behind Philly. Um, I mean, like you said, they they snapped their two game losing streak against the Hawks last night. But basically, they beat the good the the bad teams and lost to the good teams. 
You know, I mean, versus Boston, Miami, the Nets, the Lakers, the Jazz, and the Mavs, they're two and four. You know, against the Pistons and the Hawks and everybody else, they're eight and two. So that's that's kind of where this team is at right now. Um, you know, they they had an they certainly had an opportunity to win that Nets game last week. I didn't get to see much of the Laker game, but everything that I read, you know, it it, it wasn't like they got their butt kicked. You know, they were hanging around. Um, LeBron kind of LeBron and Caldwell Pope kind of went nuts from three point land. I think between the two of them, they hit like thirteen or fourteen of them. So, um, you know, the the bench is still up and down. You know, again the other night against the Lakers, they don't get hardly any production. Yeah, but against the Hawks, they but had against, like forty some yeah, points. But against the Hawks, Bobby Portis all of a sudden has twenty and ten again, and it's like you know you can't they can't be disappearing and giving you nothing against these good teams because you just can't count on Middleton and Giannis and Holiday to all get 30. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 a, it's a tough ass. So they got uh, Toronto at home Wednesday, at the Pelicans Friday, and at Charlotte on Saturday. So all three winnable games. That game on Friday against the Pelicans uh, will be interesting because the Pelicans got some good young talent down there with Zion and Ingram and Lonzo Ball, so uh, should be an interesting week. See, hopefully, you know, it'll be nice to come out three and zero, be sitting at thirteen and six. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the future is going to hold for the playoffs if they end up doing a playoff bubble again. Um, you know, it, we'll have to wait and see what the world looks like in three four months. But it'd be nice to be able to still get that number one seed just in case we're able to have these home couple, crowds where you let fans, in yep. four thousand or something like that. Um, I think. The Bucks, even with the, you know, with the no fans, the Bucks have proven the last couple of years since the fire serve yeah. has been built. Oh. They're a very, very good home team so for sure. It'd be nice to have. All right, no other stuff on the NBA. Not really. No. Okay. Really. Um, college hoops. I think the I think the main story is not even revolving around UW or or Marquette. You got it kind of at the uh, kind of at the end, which is you know the one that I was reading up on today with Coach K, which we'll get to in a little bit, but. Um, Badgers beat Northwestern. Uh, Trice said it was kind of a, a nice, easy win, and he did use the word easy, an easy win against the Wildcats. They started off really well, and they have since gone in the tank. I mean, people were, you know. Ooh, they were ranked, I think, yeah. at one point. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, Northwesters, and then they've they've won like two or one or two games since then. Yeah. It's it's not been good. And then, then they get their clocks cleaned by Ohio State. Um, at home, and now they got a couple of road games against Maryland and Penn State. They play Penn State back-to-back, home mm-hmm. and away, because of the scheduling. I think it's like Saturday, Tuesday, yeah, maybe, something, something like that. something like that. So that's just because Penn State had to push their game back because of COVID. So, you know, you lost to Maryland at home, now you got to go there. And Maryland, even though they're not ranked and they've got some bad losses, they just seem to cause the Badgers Well, fits. they got a lot of athletes. Man. I mean, they got a lot of athletes. Well, who who... Who besides Northwestern <laughs> in the Big Ten has fewer athletes? Well, Iowa, but yeah, they score ninety a game. That's I mean, what I mean. Like it's funny. Like <laughs> I, I just laugh because Badger fans are hilarious. Packer fans are super hilarious. Just one more time to go back to this. Packer Twitter when they're losing is unbelievable, and your your Twitter is a must follow <laughs> during any Packer game because the roller coaster that you ride oh, it's, is quite amazing. Why do you think I needed to take something <laughs> yesterday? It's it's quite amazing, absolutely. But it's funny. Badger fans always get pissed off, and one of the things that all, all my friends that are Badger fans text me is we got too many damn white guys. <laughs> And it's like, well, Iowa's got a bunch of white guys, and they average like ninety a game, and they're top five in the country. Um, 
this year has been a really weird year of college basketball. I mean, the product is bad. I've watched some games, Badgers, Marquette, Duke, Kansas, North Carolina, Kentucky. Bad games. None of them are any good. Just bad games, man. Okay. Like, I don't know if it's the the lack of, of fans being there. I don't know if it's something with the practice time. I don't know if it's maybe some form of being isolated. I don't know what it is, but the basketball is bad. And the Badgers just kind of do what they do. They, you know, they're kind of this. I've said, I said it to you at the beginning of the season. They're going to win twenty two to twenty four games. They're going to get a three seed, and they're going to make the Sweet Sixteen. That's it. <laughs> you know, and like it's it's you know, for a lot of people, that's great. If you're there's a lot of Badger fans that think that's great, and that's more power to you. I'm kind of that way with Marquette. Like, just make the tournament and win a game. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need to make Final Four runs all the time. It's not that kind of program, but it's just been weird watching some of these teams around the country. Um, the Badgers are fortunate, and one of the reasons that they are good and have been ranked, even with their somewhat lack of talent, they're old. They got juniors and seniors. They got redshirt fifth-year seniors. Like, Trice is 24. He's older than Dante DiVincenzo <laughs> by, like, a year and a half. And Dante's been on the Bucks for three years. Like, think about that. Yeah. So some of these teams like Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, none of them are ranked. Some of them, like Duke's five and five. Kentucky was like one and six at I saw one that, point. Yeah. Kansas is four and four in the Big Twelve. They win that. They've won that league every year for like twenty years. Like, it's it's almost like the the decade to a decade and a half prior to this max s exodus of freshmen and now high school talent that's just bypassing college, like. Every year now, there's three or four high school kids that are top 20 kids that are just going overseas and playing. Europe to play for a year and then come back. You know, and it doesn't affect their, their draft, draft status, status right. at all. You know, and, and not to mention all the kids that go for one year and leave. You know, and it's just like for a team like Kentucky. Yeah, they have their usual crop of freshmen. It's just not that good of a freshman year. And that happens once in a while. Sometimes you get an Anthony Davis, sometimes you don't. But isn't it weird that it's all happened at the same time for every major little, blue blood team? A little bit, but it's it's a weaker freshman class. I mean, Jalen Johnson, who we watch, who's a really good player, he was like the number five five or six recruit in the country. Like he had a he had a really big game the other night for Duke, but he went like a month and a half or he wasn't even starting on a team that's five hundred. And he was their he was their top recruit. So like that's kind of like well, that's weird, you know. I mean his numbers were way down. He wasn't shooting the ball well. So I don't know. I mean on one hand it was funny. Our buddy John Barry he said the other night he's done. <laughs> I mean look, yeah. you're still a top fifteen team in the country and have a chance to win a couple games in the tournament. And really anymore, I think that's all you can ask for, especially this year because it's just I think it's going to be totally random once the tournament starts. But could be worse. You could be a Marquette fan like me. Mm, we were streaming the end of that DePaul game on Saturday waiting for our high school game, and I, I kept looking at the score. You had no interest because it was like... I had watched I had watched enough of it to know right. that it wasn't going to end well. But I saw, I'd like, I put it up and I didn't, you know, I, I didn't catch any of it, but I, I immediately when it popped up, I went, oh. And I know you said that they've had a nice rivalry, but and DePaul gives them problems, but I mean, I didn't think that they would... Lose. Paul's got a lot of tough inner city Chicago kids that are passed over by the bigger schools, and these guys play their ass off. And 
whenever they play Marquette, there's something about that Marquette or Milwaukee, Chicago, you know, the both private schools, there's that rivalry there. And uh, it's, you know, the last couple of years, um, DePaul's come up and, and either put a really, really big scare into Marquette or beat them at home. So, um, you know, and DePaul, as mean as it is to say, <laughs> like, Nobody goes to their game. It's like Penn State. Nobody goes to their games normally, so not having fans there doesn't matter, right? Because they're kind of they're kind of used, to, used yeah. to the dead gym. Sure. Like they're almost shocked when they go to Villanova or like when Penn State goes to Wisconsin and they play in front of a full crowd. It's like holy shit! There's actually people here to watch this, us. This is what that's like. It's not just the band. So <sighs> all right, but yeah, Marquette. Uh, well, the Badgers, as you said, they got to play Maryland this week. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not anticipating very Mar- good things. Marquette only with one game. They got pro- at Providence Wednesday. Well, because our game we got did they were supposed to play Georgetown this week. Yeah, got- that one got postponed last week, okay. and I think it was supposed to get pushed to this week, but now it's not. Right. I don't know. So, um, the Coach K story is interesting to me because I've heard this from several journalists that have covered the team in their earlier years, and it's not even now that he's older and crotchetier. If he just doesn't like criticism or a question or whatever, he goes into full-on 110% asshole mode. He's an Army guy, dude. His mentor was Bob Knight. It's that shut... It's, it's I'm going to just... I'm more important than you. I'm shutting you down. Well, right. That's what it is. But it's like you do that to a, a, a kid who's trying to... He's 21 years old. Right. He's trying to do something to, you know... Uh, spruce up his resume so when he graduates he can show somebody I covered the Duke basketball team. Right. This is this is something legit. I can cover, I can string. You know, I can be a beat writer. And yet, oh, what else is on there? Coach K completely wiped the floor with my face. Yeah. Well, and and some people and I don't know if Coach K believes this, but some people in his position would would say, "See, I made that kid famous. Now people know who he is, so he should thank me." Wow. I'm not saying that Coach K is thinking that well, way, but that is a way people that's not look surprising. At it. Then I wouldn't be able to fit in a room with this with the guy. But it is funny as these great coaches get older, they really, really, really don't like anybody ever questioning anything about them or their program. We've seen this it's crazy in different isn't it? different spots. It's people that think they're immune and, and to criticism. It's, it, it predominantly is the college coach. Like, we've seen Jim Calhoun did it a couple years ago. We're seeing Coach K do it. We well, saw Bob Knight do it. It's because like, they're the most important person on the entire campus. No, in the state, well, okay. typically. Well, if you have one college, for sure, then. But, I mean, you know, the dean, university president, chancellor, whatever. Like, even it Nick doesn't Saban. Matter. Nick Saban's been an asshole to reporters Completely. on live TV plenty of times. But, but yet, the guys at ESPN just slurp him. Right, and yet you so he gets away with it. But then, like you, and see I'm not, him, I'm not no. going to typically defend the media. Trust me, well, but no, that's that's anybody that knows you knows that's <laughs> not the case. But I thought it was cool the fact that he called him personally and then apologized. Yeah, but like I don't know, I just the whole thing just kind of makes you feel a little uneasy because it's like I get it, it's tough. You're an old dude. You don't want to get COVID. You you kind of got to coach this team whether you want to or not. You can't bail on them. No. And you're not that good, and it kind of makes you look bad. I get it. But you're Coach K, dude. You're supposed to be like 
Right. The you're the you're the John Wooden of this era. You're the one lead that led USA basketball back to glory. Like you're supposed you're you're, the you're dude. supposed to be above yes. that. Yep. Like for all Belichick's faults, like Belichick can give those one word answers, but he's never like been an asshole to Correct. somebody. He's just like the reporters be like, "Okay, Bill's doing right. Bill again." He's never been like, "You're an idiot for asking that question." You know what I mean? Right. Where it's like some of these other guys, it just it's out of line. Like at the end of the day, whether you like the media or you don't like the media, at the end of the day, it's just a dude trying to get paid and do his job so he can feed his kids. Right. Just like That's anybody it. else. Yeah. It's all that's all they're trying to yep. do. Yep. All right. Um no other NCAA stuff, uh, college hoops to cover. We let's move to the uh Major League Baseball. I, I mean, I sent you something I don't you, you don't have it on here. I, well, yeah, you do. Okay, there it is. Second one. The Cactus League, which I didn't know it was his own entity, by the way, but they got together a collection of all the signatures from all the teams, the you know the representatives, and they basically gave it to Major League Baseball and said, in this county, COVID's terrible. We need to push back spring training. And then I saw guys like Jason Stark come out and say, just because the Cactus League says that this is they want this to happen, Major League Baseball could just say, tough titties. This is when camp opens. Be ready to open. And that's pretty much what they did. Yeah. Yeah. And now you've already got, you know, pissing matches back and forth that are starting I, to ramp up between the union and Major League Baseball. I honestly think ba- Major League Baseball is doing the right thing because you can always push it back. I don't, I don't think you need to make that decision today. Mm-hmm. You know, just because that came out today, fine. But you've still got a couple of um, weeks yeah. um, that you know you can make that determination. Maybe things calm down a little bit. Maybe there's more information on these vaccines. We don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I mean, they they got bigger problems, honestly, than whether or not they push spring training back or have an abbreviated spring training, which I don't think would. I don't think most players would object to. No, absolutely if instead not. Instead of it a six weeker, it becomes like a three weeker. It's I like think the NFL guys, preseason. Yeah. We can cut that in half and we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, these guys now, they've all got batting cages in their house. They all know where they can go throw. That's right. It's, they, it's they're not, not just deal. picking they're up not, a bat and a ball for the first no, time. They're, they're not Paul Horning and Ruffin in the fucking, right. you know, in the summertime waiting yeah. for football to start. But, I mean, I thought it was very interesting that, I mean, Major League Baseball could push this now so that they don't have to play, pay the guys a full. And I'm just like, something. Did, didn't we do this last year yeah. enough? Base- baseball owners are the worst. Seriously. So greedy. But, I mean, they're both greedy. But, well, right. like, the baseball players, like, the shit they pull is just like, come on. It's just green stuff. It's just money. Everybody's making enough that should be able to keep them happy, but... I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, you know, I wanted a sense of normalcy now after last year's baseball season was what it was. And I was like, okay, I'm circling the date on the calendar, opening day, April 1st. Before that, you got, you know, a month and a half of spring training. I'm ready to go. And now I just read that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Again? Come on. Yeah. Well, it, it's not going to necessarily happen, but. I don't know. Well, what is going to happen with the season, though? Like, are they going to have a DH, a universal DH? Are they extending the playoffs? Players don't like, want it. What the hell's going on? Players don't want any of it. Well, they don't they, want the DH. They got to make want... a decision. I know. It's crazy. How many times did we see it come down to the last second with midnight proposals and all this shit back and forth last year? It happened all the time. It seems to happen every time there there is a big decision that needs to be made and both sides need to come to an agreement on something. It goes until the last 
second. And then it's like, oh, okay, everybody will be there in two days. Why couldn't you have done this way back when so you saved everybody the time and the effort of watching you two sides throw rocks at each other? (laughs) I mean, really? Yeah. It's stupid. It's very stupid. I don't know. It's... I kind of think they're going to have the DH. I don't know why they wouldn't. But the expanded playoffs, I don't know. I have a feeling that they're going to get that too because at the end of the day, it means more money. Right. You know, and that's the thing with the DH. At the end of the day, a DH means more money for the players because you got another roster spot. Right, exactly. You know, and I would think that maybe that's a sticking point. Maybe they want to expand the major league roster another spot. Who knows? Um, Because you don't want to have a DH affect your pitching staff. Um, But obviously having more playoff games means more money. So I can't imagine them walking that back at all possible. Yeah. I saw your tweet today. What my tweet it was. It was your it, reaction. It was though. my reaction to a tweet. Yes. Um, yeah. The Brew Crew Ball is the name of the uh, the Twitter handle. He puts out some good stuff, and he had tweeted out uh, best brewer infield ever or division winner or something like that. And it was Vogelbach, Hira, Arcia, and Daniel Robertson who at third, who they signed. just signed, who is basically a a bust wherever he's been. Um, that might be the worst Brewer infield ever because, like, I don't trust that RC is going to have a good year again. No. I don't know what the hell here is going to do. And I certainly don't think anything of Vogelbach and uh, Robertson. And I don't really think much of Urias so far. I mean, didn't he didn't do anything last year to impress me. I mean, didn't they trade for him to be an upgrade? Yeah. And what wound up happening? Well, they traded for him to be first their new in, shortstop. And first he was injured, and yeah. then he didn't take over for RC, and RC had a good year. Yeah. And Urias didn't really and see him. And he ended up being a light hitting third baseman. Right. They couldn't get on base. So what 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 are we doing here? I don't know. I mean, this man. looks like the biggest bunch of bad news bears infield that I've that I've seen in a long time. I like just from a personality and a character standpoint, Vogel back at first base. He may not do anything, which is very likely, but I think he's a good character that to have is, out there. That is it's not even close. That is the worst right side of the infield defensively in baseball with him and Hira. That is, it's not even close. Uh-huh. Oh. So who's playing right field behind him to get all those? Yelich. That, that, that go by him. Well, no, I think Yelich is in left now. Yes. So it would be Garcia? Yes. So he's, so he's going to be busy. Wow. And that's if Kane even comes back. Have we heard from Lorenzo Kane? Tom Hardercourt did tweet today that, as far as he knows, Kane is planning on returning. What did Kane do in, in during the season and, and in the off season? I don't know. Did he just sit at home? I don't know. Go get. I mean, go get some sun. Where does he live? I. I mean, I think he's from Florida. Okay, but so so he. he I don't know. He got some R and R. Yeah, good for him. Like you're off. Hopefully, you come back and your body it doesn't look like you're in pain uh-huh. every time you throw yeah. or run. I hope so because I think. Uh, I think this is his last year. He might have one more year. He might have one more year left, I okay. think. But, yeah. All right. Um, where where do you want to go now? You want well, to go the, top the, or the, the bottom? The, the Nats signed Zimmerman, okay. Ryan Zimmerman, back um, for a one-year deal. He was the, He's the same age as Braun, same draft class. Um, my dad said that, it, you know, that's the kind of deal they could bring Braun back on. And I said, well, maybe. Um, I think the DH will have a lot of bearing on that. Mm-hmm. And I also think that if we see Braun, it'll be the second half of the year. 
I think why, 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 if you're him, why play a full season? If the Brewers are like, hey, come in in August, you can play twice a week. We got the DH spot. We're we're in a position to make a playoff run. Let's go. We could use your bat. Why not do that? Are they going to be in a position to uh, well, make a one? Dude, that division is junk. The Cubs gave away everybody. The Reds are trying to trade everybody. The Pirates are the Pirates, and you got the Cardinals to contend with, and like their two best guys, Molina and uh, uh, Wainwright, are old as shit. And this, they ain't Tom Brady. No, like as good as Molina is, he's an old ass catcher. Yes, that's what he is now. He's an old ass catcher <laughs> with an attitude problem. Who I laugh my ass off when he gets a foul tip to the Johnson. It's the funniest thing in the world. That time when he got one, remember, and he missed oh, like yeah, a month? absolutely. And, like, I could imagine how bad it hurt, but my God, was it funny. <laughs> I laughed. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't happen to a better guy. On a different note from laughter, yes. I was very, very sad uh, when I found out the other day that Hank Aaron passed away. Ooh, we've just been getting hammered with deaths lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, baseball this year, I mean, yeah. you know, you lost uh, Don Sutton last mm-hmm. week. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you lost Tommy Lasorda. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Carlton passed away, uh, or not? Tom Seaver, I should. I'm yes. sorry. Um, yeah, it's been a rough year for baseball. Rough couple of weeks to be a an uh, old guy. A, a, well, rough couple of weeks to be a Wisconsin fan with the Packers losing Ted Thompson. I mean, oh my god, whether so or not, we didn't even you know, touch on that. Whether you feel one way or the other about him, I mean, he had a lot to do with the success that they've had. Um. But, yeah, man, I was really sad about Hank Aaron. You know, that was my dad's idol. Um, and my and my grandpa was a huge, is a, is a, is and was a huge Hank Aaron fan. You know, um, the Braves were their team. You know, my dad was born in 57, the year they won the World Series. And uh, he, he grew up idolizing Hank Aaron, even when he went to the Braves. My grandpa, to this day, despises the Braves still for leaving <laughs> Milwaukee. He will never get I over love that. It. Yeah, I never, love it. He'll never get over that. But uh, yeah, it was just, it, you know, it, I was thinking about it like there's not many guys like that around anymore, you know, that are like universally beloved, mm-hmm. respected. Um, people are, are honored to meet you. You know, you just have this like. You know, and if you know his story, you know, when he was chasing Babe Ruth, he was getting all that hate mail, and I've I've read, you know, his book on that, and, you know, just the amount of dignity that he carried himself with, and he could have been a bitter asshole. Like, you know, Bill Russell, who's kind of like the the greatest old guy, especially still living in the NBA, like, he's kind of an asshole. You know, we're Mm -hmm. like, Hank Aaron's not that way at all. Like, um, just, you know, and kind of underrated as a player. Like, he had 755 home runs, and if you took away all of his home runs, he still had 3,000 hits. He made 21 consecutive All-Star games. The only one he missed was his first year and his last year. I mean, for, like, a solid decade, the National League outfield was Aaron and left, Mays and center, Clemente and right. Like, you can't get better than that. Right. Like, that's it. You know, like, I don't know. It's It's a huge loss for baseball, for the Milwaukee baseball community. You know, Robin Yount put some stuff on Twitter. He was quite devastated. I mean, that was Bud Selig's best friend. I mean, I'm sure he's beyond devastated. Um, it's It sucks, you know, again, that for the not being able to have fans, you know, 
not being able to honor him, not being able to honor Braun if he is indeed done. Um, just, you know, one more thing to pile on the, the shit sandwich that we've had since basically last March. Well, hopefully when things kind of get back to normal, like the Packers are going to do with Thompson, they will do some sort of a, a thing when everybody can attend. And Hope they, so. And, and they will do it up the proper way. Yeah, because um, they, they, they deserve it. deserve it, absolutely. You know, and Don Sutton, he wasn't on the Brewers that long, but... I mean, they got him in that 82 stretch run to be their ace, and he absolutely was down Mm -hmm. the stretch and into the World Series. And, you know, his numbers retired at at, uh, Miller Park. That's what I'm still going to call it. Sorry, Joe. It's fine. Um, So I hope he gets his proper send-off, and people remember his son was uh, the broadcaster post-Vascursion pre-Brian Anderson. Absolutely. um, A lot of Milwaukee connections the last couple weeks that unfortunately pass on. All right, um, let's wrap up with a little uh, Janesville Craig Hoops classic uh, releases. What you got coming up on the YouTube channel? Well, I was looking tonight. Um, I've got eight games left, so I've got you okay. know I got four more weeks of of dropping a couple games a week. Um, I'll give you another little story time with yes. Dan here. Real all quick. right, all so, right, everybody, curl up, yeah. get close to the <laughs> your your device, and pay attention to story time with Uncle Dan. So. The next game I'm putting out is uh, us against McGuanago, the game after the Burlington game that I put up last week. So this would be the sectional semifinal. And for anybody that followed Craig Hoops in the 90s, like McGuanago was a big rival. You know, they played in the sectional final in 90 at home when Lagerman and the Jacksons and those guys were there, and Craig lost. They blew the game. I That's one of the games I got on the site. Um, they had played uh, – the year they had played in '96, I think your freshman year, and beat them in the first game of the tournament with Nichols and those guys, mm-hmm. and they ended up going and losing in the state final. McQuanago did. We played them the year before in '97 in the same game in the sectional semi, and beat them in overtime. So now I feel we're, like one of these games was at Parker, because I think I was there. Uh, I don't know. Okay, but right. so we we're playing them in Lake Geneva. Okay. And you've been in that gym. Yes, it's not I a have. very big gym. No, it's not. So it was pretty packed to the gills, and it was a big rivalry. And unfortunately for us, uh, the Burlington game was a was an afternoon game, and about six hours after that game ended, Aubrey got in trouble. Yeah. Um, anybody that knows that story knows what that means. I'm not going to get into that on, no, on that's, here. That's not the story. Time. But what I remember most was, like, you know, just that whole week the – the roller coaster that we were going through because we didn't know what was going on. We didn't know that if he was going to play. We figured he wasn't. We didn't know if he was ever going to play um, again with us. Um, we didn't know what basketball wise what we were going to do because I mean the dude was averaging like twenty two and twelve. Right. I mean you don't just replace that in high school. Um, and we're going up against a team that's good and that you know we we've got a rivalry with so. Um, we go over and we play that game. We win that game. It's probably one of the more prouder games I ever played in. I mean, everybody stepped up. Um, guys that, um, you know, normally they average six, they got 12. You know, guys that maybe average 10, they got 16. Um, it was just a, it was a team win. It was, you know, it meant a lot. It was kind of our state state championship game because the next night we play in the sectional final against Racine Case and they stomp us. We were gassed. We had nothing left. We're missing our top score and rebounder. Um we, I think we beat them if we have him. Um, That's what would, what would which, which, grind which is me. tough. And it's the funny thing about the way that works. Like that team was the 
third best of the three varsity teams I played on, the one I played on as a junior. But we probably could have gone to the championship That's game that year just you, because you of the matchups and stuff. You would have gone the furthest. Maybe. You know, yeah. it just lined up that way because Middleton ended up in the championship game that year and we kicked their ass when we played them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's a fun one. I'm going to put that one up. That's the first one. And then the one after that is uh, my senior year, the 98-99 season. We play at Milwaukee Custer. And both of these are just game tapes. There's no announcing because okay. I did get a text from one of the last games that I put on, why does this guy keep calling you Sanders? Can he not see the U in the name? And I just responded, my mom told him that for three years. He never figured it out. Oh, um, my God. But the second one, this game against Custer, I would urge people to just watch the first of the three, the three or four clips or, that are on there because we destroy them. <laughs> the first quarter, me and Clawwood are just, put on a clinic on these guys, and the game's done. Like, the rest of the game, they pretty much play us even, but we're up so much at the end of the first quarter. That's all you really need to watch. Is that one of the ones where you where you got to the fourth quarter and you can you can sit? Or yeah, pretty did, close did to you play that. the whole thing? I think I played a little bit in the fourth, but not much. Okay. And we didn't have Aubrey. Aubrey had broke his hand, so we were short him anyway, and we still go over and just destroy these guys. And, Was Custer just not a <laughs> great Milwaukee team? Uh, or? They were okay. They were middle but, of the pack in the city. Were just really we good. were really good. Right. I, I just remember at the end of the night, Coach Sears said, well, we got the win. Now let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> that's that spoken like Suter, yeah. I think, would have done that. Yeah. So, uh, All right. so, yeah, those two will go up this week. Okay, people. That's... People have enjoyed this. They, yeah, I've, I've got good feedback. A lot of people get a chuckle out of it. And well, that's good. The Beloit Craig games definitely get the most views, though. Oh, I would imagine yeah. so. Yeah, because I'm sure there's people down in that market that also yeah. search for random Beloit stuff that are interested in the history of the team. Absolutely. And then they stumble across those. They're like, okay. I think I got one one more of those left. I think that might be the last one I got. Okay. But yeah, all right. That's on YouTube again. Janesville Craig Hoops Classics. Uh, that is, uh, those are game tapes and broadcasts released by. Uh, I remember way. I remember songs. like all this weird stuff about some of these games. Like some games, I can't remember anything. Yeah, like, but I barely as, even remember being there. But as soon as you watch some of it, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Th- this is when that oh, yeah. happened. Oh yeah. yeah, and then I start remembering some of the stuff around it, you know, and it's like Jesus. And then then you go down a rabbit hole. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> That's right, man. Double our age and then some, man. All right. Well, we covered a lot of territory. Um, we'll see whether we can fit in a an, an episode next week. We got a busy week of games next week, so uh, that we are broadcasting. So we'll try and figure out what we can do. But uh, thank you for uh, joining us, however long you stayed. We appreciate you listening, downloading, and subscribing. And we say as well every time, please tell your friends. So with that, I'm Josh. I'm Dan, and we will talk to you sometime. Go Bucks.